clean, green, like I always get suspicious. The truly clean products really don't have any of that on the front, but I always say, you know, the marketing is on the front and the information's on the back. Welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast with Tom Underwood. Armed with truth and knowledge, your journey to a healthy lifestyle can be obtained. Preventative wellness, quality nourishment, and daily fitness routines dramatically improve your outlook on life as a whole. And you'll find the support and info you need to accomplish a healthier lifestyle here. Together, we can empower each other along our journey to an amazing you. Welcome to episode number 140 of the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. Man, it's middle of May. I hope you're enjoying your May. I hope it's warming up wherever you are. Today, we are going to talk about reversing inflammation in our bodies. Inflammation is what happens when, for instance, you bang your knee against a piece of furniture. It gets red, swollen, and warm to the touch. That is part of the process that your body launches to repair the damage. So why is it constantly being touted as our enemy? Well, in this episode, autoimmunity wellness expert Julie Michelson shares with us her own journey through chronic inflammation, how it was affecting her, how she now helps her clients overcome it, but more importantly, what you the listener can do today to reduce or eliminate this low-grade chronic inflammation as much as humanly possible. Julie is a best-selling author, international speaker, and a national board-certified functional medicine health coach, and the host of her own podcast, Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. She is passionate about helping high achievers who are struggling with inflammation take control of their symptoms to recover their energy, focus, and vitality. I hope you enjoy this episode. Please take a minute and rate and review this show. It means so much to me. Thank you and have an amazing day. Julie Michelson, welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. How are you this afternoon? I am fantastic, and I'm really excited to be here. Man, I'm glad to have you, and uh, I'm really excited to dig into inflammation and what it does to our bodies. And But before I do, I really love finding out from my guests, because the majority of the people I interview are in the health and wellness room. Most of us have something that has driven us to that. Absolutely. What was your catalyst into this health and wellness realm? My catalyst, you might say my catalyst was very slow motion. It took me a long time to find true healing. I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis in my early 30s. I was a newly single mom with three young kids, two, four, six at the time, and was told when I was diagnosed. For those of your listeners that don't know, it's an autoimmune disease. And I was told by my doctors with good intentions on their part that there was absolutely nothing I could do other than take my medication. And unfortunately for me at the time, I believed them. And so that's, that's what I did. I 
took my medication and expected to decline. And shocker, that's how I spent the next 11 years was adding new medications and continuing to decline. And for me, the, the turnaround came when I was in my mid forties, early to mid forties, I, I truly was concerned. I was, I wasn't going to live to see 50. My, my dad had passed away at 54, seemingly healthy until then. Um, and here I was declining. I was, they were trying to get me to put a handicap placard on my car. I was, you know, resting all day when the kids were at school so I could take care of them, you know, between school and bedtime and do the whole thing the next day. And so I really had this fear that I was going to, you know, not watch them graduate high school. And my daughter came to me, who's my youngest one, one day and basically shared that she had the same fear and that, and she begged me, you know, please don't leave us. And for me, the change was obviously I couldn't promise her anything, but what I did promise her started my healing journey, which was that I would try everything. You know, it was in that moment that I realized I thought I had been trying everything because I tried all the medications, mm. right? So yeah. in my mind, I was, I was doing what the doctor said and I had tried everything. But in that moment with my daughter, I thought, okay, even the things that I've been told won't work or may not believe will work, I'm going to try. I'm just going to try. So that was the beginning for me of actually finding wellness and reversing all my symptoms. Yeah, that's a tough one because I hear that very often from people. Like I have, I've been diagnosed with autoimmune disease and I, the doctor said, there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. Here's some pills. And unfortunately, you know, allopathic physicians don't really know any better. And it's sad. <laughs> It is sad. And then again, they, you know, I went through, I think as we all, you know, I went through kind of a process where I got angry, the more I learned and the better I got, then I got angry. And then I realized, I mean, this is their training. They're doing the best they can from what they're taught. You know, right. when you look at a single body system, you can't heal the body. Right. And let's, before we move forward and talk about yeah. inflammation, what is for those that don't have autoimmune disorder or autoimmune sure. disease, Basically, it is our system, our immune system fighting against itself, correct? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, the body, the immune system is targeting different areas of the body will give you a different autoimmune diagnosis. There's a lot of overlap. They usually go with like where it starts. And as we talk about inflammation and, and chronic inflammation, you'll see kind of how that can happen. Yeah. And when did you find Terry Walls? Um, oh goodness. Uh, I, I don't even know how many years it's been as we learn and grow and, you know, um, Terry walls, reversing her MS, you know, I, Dale Bredesen's work with reversing Alzheimer's, you know, there are all these amazing doc doctors that are really trying to bring this approach out to heal autoimmunity. And when I, by the time I found Terry Walls, I was doing pretty similar to her approach in my practice already, and then okay. found her. And, and that's what I love about all of these approaches that work. There's a, a giant overlap. They're all extremely right. similar. 
It's all about, you know, getting rid of that root cause, eating a really vegetable dense, nutrient dense diet with lots of healthy fats and clean proteins. Ratios may be different in different approaches. So for me personally, I, I'm a I'm a biohacker at heart. So I, yes. I have yes. rarely ever told somebody to do anything I haven't already tried <laughs> or done. And so, you know, right. I was already well and eating really cleanly and read about Terry Walls and then read her book and the protocol. And I was like, oh, I'm not actually eating nine cups of veggies, you know, in out of three categories every day. What if? And sure enough, it was an up level for me, you know, tweaking. I, I'd love to, I'm always right. up leveling and well, what else can I do? And I always say, you know, I, I cannot believe how well I feel now and how whole and big my life is. But what I know from experience is in six months, it's going to be even better. It, it just, I think I feel fully well, but it, it just keeps, keeps up leveling, which is kind of amazing right. in your fifties. Yeah, I'm, I'll agree. I'm turn. I'm gonna be 63 this year, and this is amazing to me. That some of the biohacking things that I mean, I do, you know, like we were just talking about Eon and yep, and the in the in the brains and the nootropics for memory and yeah. There's a lot of stuff out there, and there's a lot of things that that work very, very, very well. I mean, even the littlest things like a, a EMF stopping some emfs yes you know like i got i did an interview with a guy about emf he, he owns a company called emf rocks and he sent me a bag of these rocks that's a and, and you don't even open the bag you're not supposed to open the bag because these rocks and in order to recharge the rocks you just sell them on the on the earth mm -hmm. and the earth recharges the rocks and i put those at the head of my bed and the next my deep sleep went from like four hours to five hours. And now it's almost up to six hours of eight hours. Wow. I literally because, never heard of anybody getting that much deep sleep before. And, and, and it was all those goofy, I mean, yeah. not goofy, but rocks protecting the EMS from my, yep. my house and made my bed. It's one of the you know? things I, I tell people all the time, you know, when I, as when I'm working with clients, as you know, you know, it's whole lifestyle, right? So EMFs is, is huge, especially now, because if you're not actively doing something to recharge, protect, avoid, then you're getting bombarded all the time. Right. Um, and, and I can't tell you how many clients sleep. I just started with a new client yesterday. And I said, do you sleep with your cell phone on your night table? She said, no, I sleep with it under my pillow. Oh, and I, I said, is it on airplane mode? And she said, no. And I was like, oh. Um, and so people always think I'm kind of nutty, you know, if they're well, not right. coming from this world already. When I say, wait till you see how you sleep and how you, I sleep fine. Wait till you see how you feel in the morning <laughs> once you're not bombarding your brain with EMFs. Right. So I'm I'm going to try the rocks because <laughs> I know somebody who really needs to improve their deep sleep. Mine's pretty yeah. rocking, but, but that's awesome. I, he sent me a little bag for my car too. And I, and I've noticed that when I'm driving, I'm calmer yeah. just because of that little goofy bag in my car. Yeah. It's amazing. And what I love is I love quote unquote technology. You know, how do you recharge it? Oh, you, you, 
put it on the earth and, and, you know, where we should be standing barefoot and recharging ourselves. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So that's, that's fabulous. See, I'm excited. That's, I know what I'm doing when we're done. (laughs) 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 EMFrocks.com. So let's talk about, uh, actually let's do this. Are you ready to jump into the deep end of the pool of inflammation? Let's do it. That's where I live. Yeah, <laughs> the deep end. Yep. I think we all live there in, in this field, at least. And I'm a really firm believer that every morning when we wake up in the morning, we are dealing with how to keep our homeostasis in check. Yes. And there's so many things that get us out of that homeostasis and disrupt it from, I mean, we're talking air to stress, you know, is just, it's a huge envelope, toxins, you know, air, the air we breathe, the EMFs that are- The water we drink, the food we eat. The water, oh, the water. <laughs> I keep forgetting about water when I talk about this, but yeah, all right, because it could be, it's A to W, and there's probably a Z in there somewhere, but- I'm sure. I would love to hear your thoughts on this, because staying in homeostasis is really important for inflammation and to protect us from inflammation. Inflammation is a good thing for some things. Yep. Acute. So <laughs> let me hear your thoughts on this because I could talk all day about this, but let's, I want to hear what you have to say about the inflammation. You lived it with, with autoimmune disease. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. We, we say inflammation and in my role, you know, it's a dirty word. It's a bad thing. But like you said, it, inflammation serves and you know, our bodies are amazing. Inflammation serves a great purpose. You get hurt. Well, it's a signal. It's the body saying, you know, repair, repair. And so it is, it is, it's fighting off bugs and we're constantly, we have no idea of the millions of things going on in our body at any given moment. You know, we're, we're fighting bugs. We're, but we're fighting now all these other things that you just mentioned from A to I'm going to go to Z. So there's got to be a Z in there somewhere. There's got to be a Z. Yeah. Um, and I say that people look at me like, oh, doom and gloom. What do you mean? It's everywhere. Like, no, it's not doom and gloom. It, it's, and I love you use homeostasis. We need to, to be able to return to center, right? We need to be aware of what's impacting us, what's, what's coming in from the environment and how we can get back to homeostasis. All of the, th- my world, you know, we, we talk about chronic illness leading to triggering, adding to autoimmunity um, or chronic inflammation, sorry, leading to chronic illness. And it's not just autoimmunity, it's heart disease, it's type two diabetes, it's Alzheimer's. I mean, you name a chronic illness, there's chronic inflammation underneath it. Um, so we go from this like acute phase to this chronic where it's these little insults, all those things you mentioned day in and day out. Well, those are the things that we think of as aging, right? Um, I don't have energy. I, like I used to, I must be getting older or I get out of bed and my joints are a little stiff, but I normalize it. Oh, I'm getting older. My brain's not as sharp as it used to be. I must be getting older that's not actually aging. That's, I don't know. I wish I could find who coins the term inflammation because I love it. 
because it's, it's inflammation. That's why I can feel younger at 52 than I did at 36. I'm certainly not chronologically younger, but my body feels younger. Um, and, and so I do think what may sound like doom and gloom is really it's power, right? When you're aware that if you control your EMFs, you're getting better sleep. What are you doing in deep sleep? You're repairing, you're detoxing, your brain is cleaning, you're doing amazing things. It's the same, you know, what kind of water am I drinking? What kind of, and I used to be, when I first started to get well, I was a perfectionist and that's exhausting. <laughs> um, and so what I've learned and realized is, you know, we, if we take control where we can, our body can handle the rest, right? We just want to reduce exposures, control our food, all, all those things. And then it's not about perfection because unless you live in a bubble, you can't avoid all of those little insults that drive inflammation, but it's layers. If you're eating the wrong foods, if you're not sleeping well, if you're drinking, you know, water filled with fluoride and chlorine and breathing air that has, maybe you've got mold in your house or, you know, it's the and, 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 and that's what leads to that chronic inflammation. Exactly. And you know, and it's, it's, it is, it's not, it seems overwhelming to people who don't know it, do it yeah. or practice it. And, but really it's just like, kind of like planning your meals. Sure. You know, you, you, if you fly by the seat of your pants with your meal plan, you're going to suffer some repercussions. Sure. And if you don't, like get a good night's sleep or figure out a way to decrease your stress levels. Mm -hmm. It's going to, it's going to compound. And, Absolutely. and it happens so fast. And to your point about our bodies, I mean, God created our bodies with an amazing system, yeah. but we screwed it up. <laughs> you know? Well, I always say we didn't evolve our bodies have not evolved to handle, you know, what, what we've done to our planet, right. What they right. have to deal with. We just, we couldn't evolve that quickly. So now we need to take measures. So let's do, what is inflammation? Inflammation is, and again, inflammation, I say, as it's designed to be, <laughs> is a positive response in the body to trigger healing right? It's either. Right. And so it's a good thing. That's like you hear, we use the word stress and we think, oh, stress is bad. No, stress isn't bad. Chronic stress is bad. You know, good events in life are stressors. They don't have to be negative or bad. Um, and it's the same thing. You know, you want, you don't want to get a cut and then you know, a either bleed out or B have that cut for the rest of your life because your body didn't ever send anything in to, to repair it. Right. And that right. inflammation is required for that response. So how do we measure inflammation? I know that we, we could run lab work. We can, you know, get a, a CR, a HS or high sensitivity CSR or C reactive protein lab work and yep. white blood cells are are two of the main indicators I look for. Is there anything else that you look for? 
Um, as far as labs go, I don't even start by lab. I mean, we I do a, a ton of lab work, but as somebody with the personal experience, when I was close to debilitated with rheumatoid arthritis, mm-hmm. my CRP was never elevated. Really? Shocking. I know, right? And they would just kind no. of scratch their heads. And, you know, it, it, yet I lived with chronic pain levels that were through the roof. So, yeah, CRP is a great marker. I love watching it reverse. You know, I, I am a geek, so I, I love lots of labs. <laughs> I do big functional medicine panels and, and right. but listening, I mean, it goes back to what I was saying, what, you know, how do you feel? Are you fatigued? Are you, you know, do you, do you have aches and pains? Is your brain, do you suffer brain fog? Is it slower than it used to be? You know, do you get eight hours of sleep and wake up tired? That's all inflammation, you know, so it's a combo. But as far as markers, the big one is CRP. We'll do some deep dive cardiac. Sometimes you can have some cardiac inflammation that maybe CRP is not even elevated, um, but CRP is the big one if we're looking at, at labs, but it's really listening. Right. So for yourself, mm-hmm. how do you go about controlling this information? And one of them we talked about is like the EMF rocks. Right. I mean, but there's like, many there's many ways to control it. But for you with rheumatoid arthritis, which mm-hmm. what are some of the ways, especially autoimmune disorders? Because that's there's so many different autoimmune disorders. You know, I don't even know. I can't. I don't even know if off the top of my head I can name them all at this point. I don't think I can name all of them. I'm sure there's some I haven't even heard from, and this is what I do for a living. Sad, right. Sadly, you know. Right. Um, also. When I was diagnosed 20 years ago now, they were rare. Right. They're not rare anymore, sadly. I mean, you know, everybody knows somebody with an autoimmune disorder. Yeah, let's go there for a minute. <laughs> let's hold that thought, though. Okay. Why do you think the increase of autoimmune disease exists? I think it goes back to what the comment I made about we haven't evolved. I think our... We, we are exposed to so many toxins, including EMFs, chronic stress. I mean, if you live on this planet, you have chronic stress and we're not set up for that, just like we're not set up for chronic inflammation. Um, and all these things, they, they, it's cumulative. It's completely cumulative. And it goes deeper than, you know, all of those things play into hormone disruption and that also drives inflammation. People aren't, we're a go, go, go society. People aren't sleeping the way they should be. Um, and, and so it, it is this accumulation of our environment, which is why functional medicine actually can, can treat those root causes and the body can heal. And that's why medicine doesn't fix the problem. Because if you're still not eating the right diet and you're still exposed to, you know, all kinds of toxins and EMFs and you're not managing your stress. Like you said, it doesn't matter what pill you take. That's not going to fix anything. Right. You know, might mask a symptom. It's band-aid. Yeah. So I, I, that's a personal, I mean, there are definitely there's scientific basis for my opinion, but it's not one thing. 
No, it's not. It's a combination of a lot of things. I think, yeah. you know, I uh, food supply is, uh, unless you're very careful, because even some of the healthiest food, what you think is healthy on the shelf, isn't yeah. healthy. Yeah. And really, like, I, and it happened to me recently. I, I've been using this one bar, this little, because I like breakfast bars. Uh-huh. Cause I'm, I get up in the morning, I, I'm fasting usually till 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. Usually to break fast, I'll have a couple hard-boiled eggs okay. for the protein, and then I'll have a, a bar. Okay. And I go to the grocery store, and I pull, and I, I found what I thought because I didn't read the label completely. Right, and the marketing is so good. They the packaging is made to think, you know, to lead you to think, oh, this is clean. Yeah, exactly. And I, 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 I read it, and I read it, and I looked at the sugars, and I looked at the but I didn't read the oils. And mm. one day I was sitting here going, hmm. And I, I, I believe I was prepping for a podcast on something about. Oh, I think so. Cause I you, listened to that. And I was, I, I pulled the box. <laughs> I did. Cause I, you were I like, pulled I the box believe. out and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Are you freaking kidding me? I've been eating these for the last year. Yeah. And it was an it was yeah. a, an oil that shouldn't be consumed, and I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah, and it's one of my biggest pet peeves too, because people are making an effort to try to do the right things for themselves, and most people not at the level you and I do, right? But they're trying, and, and it's the same thing with. Um, I don't want to diss anybody on your podcast and get you in trouble. There's a large, healthy grocery chain that's fantastic. And I'm so glad they exist, but they sell products with crappy oils in their store. And depending on where you are in the country, they use them in their hot bar. So I got whole foods. And so (laughs) it is. Yeah, uh-huh. you got to watch out. It, it's and even there, you have to read the labels. So I've traveled to certain cities where apparently people have put their foot down. And if you go and you get prepared food at, at Whole Foods, they're only using olive oil or coconut oil or avocado oil. It's beautiful. You can get anything off the bar. It's great. Stuff's great. You know, it's all lovely. And then you can go to a different city, and it looks the same but they're using canola oil. Yeah. Why? Price. Why? You know, oh, I know. And if you think about, I was thinking when you were talking about the the bar, if you think about how little oil was in that bar, like what really, what profit margin are they protecting by not just making a clean bar? It's silly. You know, it's funny because people have tried clean bars and I know, uh, a couple mm-hmm. people that came out with bars and they just didn't stay in the market. They just couldn't, you know, the price of them was yeah. so high that people just ignored them or, you know, maybe they marketed right. it wrong. I don't know. I never, I never really asked them. I should have, but I, it's just, you're right. The price for to just to change the, the little amount of oil that goes in that little bar. All you had to do is right. Right. You can pay an extra right. nickel for your bar. Right. Yeah, I I really yeah. do think yeah. our you know I, there's a whole different there's a whole 
cascade of things that go into controlling our inflammation. But I think food, stress, sleep are probably the top three, in my opinion. What about you? I would, I would have to agree with that. Can I add four? I mean, that's the thing. People <laughs> Toxins. Toxins. Now let's talk about that because toxins are tricky because they're everywhere. Correct. Including our water, which yep. is a big one. Yes. And, you know, I have a, I don't know what kind of, what it's called. I, I, you, I have to keep filling it up. It's a jar, a big glass jar. I like it's, and I fill it up and it's got a filter. So you got to measure the water every so often with a little meter to check and see if you need to change your filter. But water's a toughie because our water is really tainted. Because it is most of our, well, most of our cities, the pipes are so old. Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's really no way of changing it unless you dig up the whole pipeline. Right. So which until, you know, unfortunately, until huge numbers of people get sick, which right. has happened in cities, you know, and then they oh, have Flint. to go in and change it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Flint, it happened, but I don't think, I don't know whose fault that was. And I don't think anybody, <laughs> any, whoever fault it was or not saying so. Oh gosh, no. But you know, it, it, it happens. Um, it's, so that that's where, again, I always say, you know, you can make your home, your haven. Right. And again, it's not about perfection. So it doesn't mean don't ever drink water. Yes. We need to really hydrate. Um, but I, I try to protect what I do at home. So I'm fortunate to, to, I have, I built the house that I'm in now. And so I was able to, to put in a whole house water filter. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been incredible. But even if you can't do that, even if you live in an apartment, you can do their great, as you were saying, countertop filters, filter systems. There are shower head filters. That's the other thing people, people think about water and they think about drinking water. We absorb water. We absorb everything through our skin. So if you're showering in that water, you're getting that same stuff. Um, But they make where you can just literally switch out your shower head too. I've got one of those in here. I've got one in my shower and I've got one that I can't change the shower head without redoing the plumbing. Yeah. And somebody used one of those old systems where it came all in one piece and it's like, okay, so I just won't take a shower in there. Right. But and yeah, if you you're did right. once in a while, then it's not the end of the world. And that's another point though, to your point about skin. I mean, we, our skin is one giant mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And the stuff that's in the products that most of us use on our skin, I know maybe not you, maybe not me. Um, but that's another area where they love to what I call, you know, that the greenwashing, the labels where they're marketing as uh-huh. something as all natural or organic, even well, lead can be organic. That doesn't mean I want it clean green. Like I always get suspicious. The truly clean products really don't have any of that on the front. But I always say, you know, the marketing is on the front and the information's on the back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Marketing's tough. I mean, yeah, it works. Oh, yeah. And people, especially low fat, low carb. Yeah. Oh, my God. Gluten free. Gluten free is another one. 
even paleo, you know, some of the stuff out there that's marketed as paleo and I'm all, I love paleo. I think for me, it's, it's ideal, but not with, you know, I don't know, 20 grams of sugar. And, uh, you know, I mean, again, just because something fits a box doesn't mean it's ideal for you. Right. It's hard to control. It's a problem. And that's the thing people listening to us, maybe, okay. They're talking about food and air and water. You know, where do we start? Start somewhere. Where's the one place you can do one thing. Just start. And just start. And it's a process. It really is. And, you know, unfortunately, food, the grocery stores are tough. And the easiest way, and I know, is if it's in the center aisle, watch. Yeah. Well, and that it's been a problem for me lately (laughs) as I try to move people to toward up-leveling their diet. And they'll be asking me for like substitutions for, and I'm like, I don't use boxes and bags. And I mean, I literally, it sounds so cliche. I don't ever go in the middle of the store, right. you know, unless I need toilet paper, which at least we can find again, but like, <laughs> you know, I really, I eat, you know, I right. do this. Is true. I go in the middle of the store for, you know, things like avocado oil and, you know, um, coffee, coffee. I get my coffee mailed to me. Do you? That's another one. There's another toxin. Yeah. You know, most people don't think about the coffee, but coffee sits in a shelf somewhere and coffee molds very quickly. It does. And it's very toxic when it's molded or mold period is very toxic. Well, and people think here's the kind of the, I get this from Dave Asprey. Um, You know, when you, drink a cup of coffee and you, then you crash. It's not the caffeine. It's not the coffee. That's the mold. Right. That's how you know you drank moldy coffee. And some people just think that's how coffee is. And so I am, a, I'm a coffee princess. <laughs> I am a rarity in the autoimmune worlds. Many, many in the autoimmune world say no coffee ever for anybody. I say some people don't do well with it. Right. Some people do. I'm grateful. I do. I did give it up for six months to just, cause again, that biohacker mindset. Um, and, but I, I travel with my coffee. I you do? With, I do. Wow. I do. I use, um, I, I love, I don't know if you've ever tried purity coffee. I do love purity. Uh, I love it. And so I grind my beans at home, but they also make sachets, which are like tea bags, but right. coffee bags. I take those with me when I travel and oh, I nice. make my own coffee. I don't want to use the nasty plastic moldy, dirty coffee maker in the hotel the room, room or the, right. I just ruined it for everybody. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to think we're snobs. I bring my collapsible silicone kettle and my, and I, I'm just. Wait a minute, wait a minute, water. wait a minute. A collapsible <laughs> silicone kettle. Yep. So it's an electric kettle and it's, it's not plastic, it's silicone okay. and it, it collapses. So it packs like this big. Okay. And it, it comes with me when I travel and, and I can make myself coffee with clean water and good coffee. And I'm a happy girl. I'm nice. Yeah. Now is that, is that, is that little pouch? Uh, it's not instant. 
It's not, you would, you would do it. No, it's actually just coffee grinds okay. in there. If you follow the directions okay. and you let it sit and then you kind of dunk it up and down a little bit. Okay. It, it's good. It works. One cup per set. Um, I usually do. Well, so I'll also usually bring my travel mug with me, which is stainless, which okay. is, you know, technically kind of three cups, you know, they're never like one little cup. And it, it'll do that really well. Or if I'm at an Airbnb and I'm using an actual coffee cup, I usually make at least two with each each bag. Okay. I'll go back in and use it again and make a second cup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, it's just it, it, to the, your point, you don't have to make this overwhelming, you know? No. Because you don't need any more stress in your life, worried about what you're eating or drinking. But there's yeah. just some, if you just start, picking away at the things you know, yep. little by little change your water, change the things you're putting in your skin. And then I have, I know I've talked about deodorant for women and deodorant for men too, but you know, yeah, yeah. that's kind of where I always, because it is such a long list when we start working on cleaning up products, right. I always start with deodorant and toothpaste. Like right. those are the two that I feel like are the, a, the dirtiest and B right. everybody uses. Right. Although I did have a client once I educated him and he was going to go out and get new stuff. <laughs> once he heard what he heard and learned what he learned, he didn't want to use his anymore, but he hadn't gotten to the store for the new stuff. And I was like, well, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just not using toothpaste or deodorant. I'm like, Oh, how's your girlfriend feel? (laughs) (laughs) Not. And and again, the deodorant thing, once you're eating a clean diet, you get your inflammation down and you manage your toxins. You won't need deodorant. Like you really don't. Right. Um, but yeah, that was a funny one. So I I try to be careful how I approach it now for, especially for, you know, well, deodorant for both, but I mean, that's one of the areas that women develop breast cancer. Well, your lymph nodes are right, right there. You're putting antiperspirants are loaded with aluminum and then add in the fragrances and the other chemicals. Yep. And yeah, it's, it's not good. No. And you know, there's a laundry list of, I mean, but the EWG exists and thank goodness, you know, yeah, because you can it's go great. on there and look at what you're using and see if it's worth, if it's where it sits. And, uh, yeah. Because actually, again, that's another place where stuff may seem clean and then, you right. know, you look at it and it's, it's really not good. Right. What about uh, supplements for reducing inflammation? And uh, of course, exercise reduces inflammation, but it also increases inflammation if you overtrain. Yeah, I, <laughs> so, I always say appropriate movement right. because we get, it's these people are in one camp or, you know, they're not moving enough or they're overdoing it and driving inflammation. That takes fine tuning for people. I always say, you know, if you exercise and you feel worse, then over-exercise. you're not doing it right, right for yourself. I don't know. Or, um, what about supplement wise, as far as reducing inflammation, is there anything you, my favorite one is garlic for supplements. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. I, I would say, um, I'm a big, again, it goes back to that geeky nerdy. We do supplements according to labs, but I can tell you this, the things that, that definitely it, we know help with inflammation and most people are low in are things like omega threes. Some of that you can fix with diet change often 
you need a really good dose over time of omega-3s to help get that inflammation down. And that, that kind of goes to, we were talking about brain health and, right. you know, it's not just joint pain. Our, our nervous system is coated in fat. Our brains are made of fat. We need these good, healthy anti-inflammatory fats. So that's always a go-to. And then again, it depends on the person. I'm somebody, I took curcumin for years. Right. That's a great anti-inflammatory. Well, now I know I have a turmeric sensitivity, so I might not have been doing really? myself any favors. <laughs> or do I have the sensitivity because I was pounding it for years while I had leaky gut? It's probably more likely. But um, so I, you know, I try to be careful with flat out recommending, you know, I've never heard of anybody that had such amazing omega threes that they couldn't use more. Right. So that one's a really good one. It's a favorite. No, definitely. I definitely. Well, now let's, you just talked about the gut because mm -hmm. here lies a huge issue for most every disease, every disease I can think of, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, our gut microbiota, you know, where it's, it's at war all the time. Yes. And, uh, you know, and it, you know, that's, let's talk about that and the, and the implications of, of chronic disease and chronic conditions. We start with the fact that the majority of our immune system is in our gut. So I think that's something that maybe, you know, listeners already know. It's newer information. Um, I remember even I was rolling my eyes a few years ago because I was like, oh, all you hear is gut, 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 gut. Now I actually really understand it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it is like the thing. And we already talked about diet and, you know, it's not just toxins. It's not just, you know, these processed foods, our body, talk about our gut fighting stuff. Our body doesn't recognize processed food as food. And so, you know, we're quote unquote, you know, feeding ourselves, we're stuffing ourselves and we're just triggering an immune response because the body's like, oh my gosh, there's this weird intruder. We have no idea what it is. You know, we better, any kind of response like that is going to involve inflammation. And so, you know, you mentioned our microbiota, our microbiome, most of us, um, sadly, even young kids these days, uh, but you know, the overuse of antibiotics, bacteria is another word. People hear bacteria and they think bacteria equals bad. No, we are actually made of bacteria. We're filled with it and we're supposed to be. Um, and so when we wipe out those bad bugs, we're also often wiping out the good bugs. Things like it's, I think the, the numbers on decline again, but being born by C-section is a huge kind of deficit for people and their microbiome and their immune systems. The, oh my gosh, wiping down every surface and using hand sanitizer a million times a day. You know, kids aren't exposed to germs. That, I mean, just, the, it doesn't stop. Yeah, I, I got to step in on that one because that's yeah. a biggie. It's huge. And I, I believe it was Mark Hyman that wrote the book, uh, Just Eat Dirt. Yeah. I and think so. that is one of the yeah. things 
that drives me nuts is these mothers that walk around with these, these, first of all, they're, they're not healthy. Those wipes. Oh God. No, they're toxic. Yeah. And they're yeah. wiping their children down and wiping the dirt off as soon as they get dirty. It's like, I mean, when I grew up, we were, we, we, I mean, we played in the dirt. We ate the dirt. You're you know, supposed we to. We made mud pie legitimately. Right. Not the mud pie you buy at some grocery store along the corner <laughs> in the south. <laughs> no, We're one actually about... made of dirt and water. Right. <laughs> yeah. Soil. You know, so. Yeah. We've got all these amazing microbes that live in the soil that we're supposed to come into contact with. And that, and that's part of the problem with our food system is the, 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 the evolution of the dirt to grow the food yep. and the overuse of growth yep. and, and not allowing crop. it to repair itself before they plant more seeds. Yep. You know, you're getting, that's why our food is shit. Well, and that's the thing. So you just led, that was going to be my second point about food is, you know, A, we're eating something called food that's not really food. And then B, we're eating what should be healthy food, but there's no nutrient density. And so, you know, back to your your question about supplementing, everybody I see is deficient in supplements that at one time we did get, if we were eating a, a well-balanced diet, we got those supplements right. in our food. It's almost impossible to do that. I, I would say, unless you live, you know, where they're practicing regenerative farming and you're only eating there for that food, you're not getting, you're not getting the nutrients. Yeah, regenerative farming is coming along a long way. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a, it's a great solution to a major problem right. we've created. Yeah. It used to just be called farming, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's not really funny anymore, but it's true. It's not. It's not. But it's, you know, people think it's this like new, you know. Right. It's, it's, it's again, sometimes I think we, you know, we progressed, and I use that word, you know, carefully too far, too quickly. Yes. And, and, you know, now we've realized and learned and, and we can course correct. Right. We, I mean, and that's, I mean, there's a lot of minerals and stuff we missing from because of that uh, magnesium, zinc, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we're not getting anymore. And it's kind of scary because it just keeps, it just keeps going. And, but that's why we're sitting here having this conversation, right? Because the more we, you don't have to be so into this, like you and I are to understand what's going on. Right. And hopefully the more people, you know, will be willing to pay a little more for the bar with the good oil and pay a little more for the food with the nutrients in it. Right. I'm all about that. I mean, I'd rather do that. I'd rather pay that. I mean, unfortunately we're in a, you know, right now we're struggling with a lot of ends, especially with gas prices keep, Oh gosh. Skyrocketing, yeah. you know, we're like, we're always looking, we're always trying to figure out, and I'm always looking to save money. Sure. You know, but sometimes, you know, you have to really look at what you're putting in your pie hole. Yeah. And say, okay, is my body worth it? Well, and how, how long and how well do you want to stay on the planet? Right. And, it's really. Right. You know, and it's, you know, I'm not saying like, 
before we, these people are going to be like, okay, I'm done with this episode. These, <laughs> these two yeah. people are really nuts and they're a little bit <laughs> overboard, but you know, it's I'm not going to lie. And I, I am a self-proclaimed nut in my own life, but you don't have, that's what I'm saying. You don't have to take it as far as I do. Right. To get when you've been as sick as I was, exactly. and then you feel as well as I do, right. you it's a different level of wanting to protect that. Um, but as we said a few times, make pick one place, right. and I always say it's the place that that what is what feels doable. Right. And that's and where we start. The other thing is like, and and, and I I you know because I cheat. I go to the, I go up to the local pub, you know, and order a burger every now and then. It's just not mm-hmm. every day. Right. You know, and, and it's, again, that's creating that resilience, right. right? You're reducing your overall load and then you can have fun. Right. So that's the point that I guess we need to make is that, you know what? One burger is not going increase to infl- in, increase your inflammation to the point that you're going to come down with some disease that's going to take you out. Right. You know, now it's the pattern of hitting the right. drive through every night on the way home from work. Exactly. Or the morning, you know, right. and that was something that I was adamant about during the COVID was that they kept all those fast food places open and, but they did, cl- and they, but they closed the restaurants that actually served healthy food. food. Yeah. And, and I'll admit I was an a-hole and went up at the corner, there's a McDonald's. And in the early morning when I had to take my, when I took my dog to daycare before I went into the office, that everybody's trying to get out. And I wouldn't, I don't, I'm sorry, but I'm not gonna, I'm not letting them out if they're coming out of McDonald's. <laughs> you can, you can write nasty letters to me. I'll give you yeah. my address. You can email them to me. You can find my email on my podcast, but I would not let them out into traffic. Yeah. You know, because why? Why are you going there in the morning? Right. You know, you're starting your day with a toxin. Yeah. You know, toxic (laughs) coffee, toxic food, and you're going to work. So, yeah, I was that that guy. Hey, that's okay. You know, but that's my prerogative. (laughs) That was the Bobby Brown song, wasn't it? That's my prerogative. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and actually nobody noticed until you just called yourself out. So yeah. it's okay. That's <laughs> the first time I've called myself out about that one, but that made me mad. Cause I was like, wait a minute, why are they open? They're the cause of this whole right. thing. Well, and that's the thing people would say to me, you know, well, what can I do? And I'm like, eat healthy food. Right. And you know, it, it's, it, 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 all these things that we're talking about are things that do help protect us. Right. And, and, and back to the, the gut microbiota, that is stuff that just wreaks havoc on your gut. I mean, like to, oh, your, yeah. to your point about our, our, you know, going down a wind, going down the esophagus into our stomach, it's like, what is this? Yeah. You know? And it doesn't matter if you've been eating it for 20 years, your body still does not have the ability to no. recognize it as food. <laughs> it just and doesn't. The, one thing that I want to talk about and I don't really talk about a lot of the show and we're, I want to dig into before we finish this out. But I mean, oh, you have to always be looking at your poop, you know? Yes. Your poop is an indicator of what's going on inside your body. I always say, if you feel your food, right. 
from the time you swallow it to the time it leaves your body. Again, that normalizing thing, right? right? Oh, I get heartburn. Oh, I bloat. I have gas. I only poop once a week. (laughs) I, I poop 10 times a day. I mean, there's all these things that are might be normal for you, but are not ideal for the digestive system. I did an interview with somebody and she said, you know, we need to poop like a dog. The food needs to go in right? and we should poop. Right. Uh, And you know, people don't, don't think of it that way, but it is so important. Yeah, it is. And, and, it's it's just like, especially when you, you know, you being in the yeah. same industry, you know, you you hear that. Well, I only poop once a day. It's like or really? a few times a week. That that's the one that blows me away. Right. That people think is is fine. Nobody it's is going to forget to mention right. chronic diarrhea, but they definitely don't right. mention that they only poop a few times a week. And I always say I talk about poop all the time. And then my disclaimer with my clients is do not send me a picture of your poop. I don't want to, I don't need to see, you can right. tell me what's going on with it. No, <laughs> I don't need chart. to see it. <laughs> exactly. Put it on this chart for me. I don't need You know, the old, is it like soft serve ice cream? That's the, <laughs> 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 so, supposed to be. The... I always tell my clients, hey, I, I like to talk shit. There you go. Me too. Yeah. I'm from Jersey, you know. Right. Well, it, yeah. <laughs> But it is, it's so, look, it is our major detox pathway. And you mentioned specifically magnesium. Yes. And I was thinking when you mentioned it, you know, it's, it's like the omegas. Literally, I've never seen somebody who's not supplementing, who isn't magnesium deficient. Right. We all are, unless we're doing something right. about it. There's just, to me, that connection between poop and magnesium because we use magnesium. Exactly. Somebody tells me they poop three times a week or once a day. Well, then I know what form of magnesium I want to give them. Yeah. Exactly. Citrate. Which one? Get it going. Get it moving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this will be good. If you guys can see his face. I can't help myself. I call it shit trait. <laughs> there you go. Because I've told somebody one day, because they told me that they haven't pooped in days, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> give me a couple minutes. And I said, here, take yep. these. And they were like, yep. what is it? I said, it's magnesium citrate. <laughs> And they're like, okay. So they three call. hours later, Tom, I pooped. I'm like, yeah, Yep. there you go. Yep. And it's one of those fun ones for people that kind of have the chronic issue. You know, the way we dose it is you take it right. and, you know, you keep increasing your dose until you really explode. And then you back off by one capsule. <laughs> That's your good dose right there. Right. Just hang in there. <laughs> That's your good dose. And my mom, I, before my mom passed away, she uh, she was struggling with that. And I got her struggling with that and sleep. So I got her some of the calm, but it wasn't enough to get her to poop still. So I added the citrate and she was like, my goodness gracious, I feel it great. It is amazing. You know, we don't, we don't realize what we're carrying around sometimes. But again, it's our major detox pathway. Like we need to keep that moving. Let's talk before we go. I want to ask you some, I want, talk about your autoimmune disorders. We'll touch base. We touched base on in the beginning, but there's so many to talk about. And, and, they, and they pretty much all come stem from what we've talked about in this whole show is the toxins and everything else. But it's, it's autoimmune disease is on the rise for many, like many of the reasons we yes. talked about. 
But for you, what was the turning point? I was, I now know um, through years of experience, how fortunate I was. Um, I was able to make diet changes that significantly improved my symptoms. Um, again, this is no guidance, no testing, it's experimenting and reading and trying things. And so for me, number one, um, which I had already done before I made that big decision. Um, but I came to found out, find out eventually that I had celiac, which was likely my first autoimmune condition. I just never knew I had and therefore led to to others. Um, so going gluten-free for me clearly was huge. Um, but I made, I had taken a really long time to eliminate all of the things I could identify that were causing inflammation, but it wasn't until, so we always think of what do we need to avoid? And you and I already talked about how important nutrients and things are. I grew up on a low fat diet. I'm of that age. I grew up in a heart disease Mm. family. And I always say, you know, this is how bad, how, how they really, you know, bought the the party line. Uh, My family was in the dairy business and we had margarine on our dinner table. How sad is that? (laughs) And so for me personally, it wasn't until I put in really a a good, like to keto level of healthy fats back in my diet. I had no idea. My body was just so depleted um, of good, healthy fats that that was a huge turning point for me to then, you know, get my brain working and my sleep better and my pain down enough that I could continue to learn. Um, I now know, you know, we used to say root cause. Do you remember this in school? You know, you learn root cause. It's always root causes. It's, there's never one thing. They always overlap. Um, so for me to move the needle so much simply with food, I think is kind of a miracle. Um, I had multiple toxicity issues. I had no idea about, I had mold and mycotoxin toxicities. I had multiple heavy metal toxicities. I have, even to this day, I'm still working on, um, environmental toxins through the roof, even though I had been eating organic for years and avoiding plastic for years, BPA glyphosate. I mean, you, I, I, the joke is I'm a collector apparently. Maybe it yeah, does. your body holds it. Yeah, your body it holds does. onto it. And, and so, again, here's where somebody like me has to work really hard: a to protect myself, and b to make sure I'm supporting my detox pathways. So there's no way I'm pooping once a week and thinking that's okay because I know I want to keep things moving through me. Um, but so for me personally, the drivers were diet and these multiple toxicity issues, um, which are really are so common. And, and what I see a lot also under that toxin umbrella are things like infections, Lyme disease, Mm -hmm. Epstein bar, you know, things that are just, can be just laying under there that, that people don't think to look for. When we go after those things again, it's then the body can heal. So did you do elimination diet? I, I did an uneducated version of an elimination diet. I got great results. I had tripped across Dave Asprey's book, The Bulletproof Diet, way back when. Mm-hmm. And I read it. 
Um, and I say that with kind of a surprised voice, but like my brain fog was so bad at that point that, you know, I, I just, it was clearly, I was supposed to be on this path and get where I am. And basically bulletproof is, if you do it as written, it is an elimination diet. And so I did that and that was amazing. And then I kind of added to it and added to it. And which is why in my practice, I use elimination diets with everybody, um, individually crafted. Right. That's a good, that's a great start for sure. I mean, especially that and journaling. Yeah. Paying attention. Yep. I have a lot of people, I'm an autoimmune paleo coach and people come to me and they'll be like, Oh, but I already did AIP. And I'll say, Oh, you know, tell me about your reintroduction. Oh, I didn't do a reintroduction. I'm like, then you didn't do, then you didn't do it. <laughs> That's where the gold is, exactly. you know? <laughs> so, right. um, and, and for me now with clients, I always, when I say individualize, we, I always, I use food sensitivity panels as well because what I was seeing time and time and time again is it's not just the things on that list that you and I can rattle off. Right. Um, but by the time somebody comes right. to me, I know they, they have leaky gut. I mean, I've never met anybody with autoimmunity who didn't have leaky gut unless they work to heal it already. And therefore then they accumulate food sensitivities. And so if you're eating really healthy, you think, and eliminating all those inflammatory foods, but you're sensitive to things like spinach and celery and kale, and you're eating lots of that, you know, you're not going to get better. And so I combine them and then we just kind of make a, okay, this is, that's what people say to me all the time. Just tell me what to eat. Tell me what you eat. I'll eat what you eat. I'm like, no, it's not, you're not me. No, that's going to work. Yeah. Right. No, no. So when you're doing, let's talk about the re-entry because a lot of people aren't going to understand what we're talking about. When you start with it, when you do an elimination diet, you're eliminating things, and then you you add you them add back. them back individually, scientifically, um, spaced apart for a period of time. I have created, you know, I think we all do stuff a little different. I I like to do three days in a row of that food because I know I can eat nightshades once and get away with it and have no idea. But if I eat them two days in a row, I'll feel it. Well, clearly they're inflammatory always. I just takes a certain level, right? So I like to hit it kind of hard. Um, although I, I do joke, I tell everybody, <laughs> if you know, you have a problem, I just, and I want to back up if I can, um, sensitivities are so different than like an allergy or even an intolerance that these are things we don't know bother us. Right. And so when we put them back in, sometimes it is something like immediate intense diarrhea, but sometimes it's two days later, I had a headache or I was really, really grumpy for, you know, no reason Um, so it can be mood. It can be, it can be joint pain. It can be skin stuff can come back. You know, the list is, is varied, but they can be subtle and they can take a few dates. And so that's why we do it this way. Um, and as you mentioned, the journaling or really paying attention because most of us, if we get a headache, we don't think, well, what did I eat for breakfast three days ago? Like that's, that's not, we don't work that way. 
but by kind of clearing that playing fields, by removing everything at once, we will get signals from foods that we never got before. And it, it is just remarkable. And I always joke, and then your body has told you, and that's powerful. Because a year from now, you're not really going to care that Julie says gluten is inflammatory. Right. right? But you are going to care that if you eat gluten, you can't leave the house for three days because right. you feel terrible. Yeah, elimination diets are great. And so is a food sensitivity test. Most people don't. You know, you tell them, I'm going to run a food, I want to run a food sensitivity test, yeah. and they laugh at you. You know, or my doctor did that. And what did your doctor tell you about yeah. that? You know, and they're like, well, not really anything. I'm like, okay. He didn't really run a true yeah. food sensitivity And not everybody needs, you know, I say, if you're listening to this and you're, you know, I feel mostly well, but that thing she said about feeling older, <laughs> you know, I don't want to feel older. Right. Then that's where I start with, you know, I tell people do so. I used to be a whole 30 coach. Um, or I already mentioned from my own experience, bulletproof diet. There right. are published elimination diets out there that are remarkable for the general population. Not everybody needs to go as deep as a food sensitivity test. Yeah. Right. You're right. You're right. I just like, I, I want, you know, by the time nice. somebody finds me, I want them to feel better as quickly as possible. And so we don't mess around. Yeah. The, the hardest part about, in my opinion, about autoimmune disorders is, is allopathic physicians telling them this is, there's no way to reverse it. I have a client. She was sent to me a few years ago by her functional medicine provider and she just at the time couldn't do the things. She was diagnosed with RA and had fiber. She had a few diagnoses at the time. Lovely, lovely lady. I adore her. So we kind of parted way. I said, you know, love you, but this isn't working for you. I don't want to take your money, you know, pause. Right, right. Well, several diagnoses later, same physician encouraged her to return. And now she's she's ready. She was scared and motivated by these additional diagnoses and, and the additional decline in health. And she's a rock star. Same approach, same nice. client, same everything. She's just ready. We're working together and her symptoms are normalizing. Her labs are normalizing. And she went to the rheumatologist and he said, well, how are you feeling? And she said, well, I don't have any pain anymore. And instead of asking her, you know, how, right? What are you doing? Mm -hmm. He put right. his hand on her forehead and said, are you feeling okay? Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I'm so glad I wasn't there. Um, but this, you know, this is what is so unfortunate. Even my rheumatologist who was fantastic um, he was, he was sadly the rheumatologist that was treating me the first decade, um, passed from complications of her own autoimmune illness. And I had to find a new one and he was younger and much more forward thinking, but still rooted allopathic Western medicine. And he, I remember as he was, and I want to say, you know, when I share my story, I didn't take myself off medication and I never want anybody to take themselves off of medications. The doctor took me off of medications because I didn't need them. Um, and as he's pulling these, right. these medi medications, 
you know, he's, he's remarking every time I never have anybody come off of these. I mean, I was on, I was on painkillers. Oh, people only ever need more. They never want to come, you know, you sure you don't need another prescription. Well, it was really exciting for me when basically he fired me. He's like, look, you're lovely. I'm happy to visit with you every six months, but you don't need a rheumatologist anymore. Oh man, that's a great feeling. But not once did he say, what are you doing? And I even reached out to him after I became a health coach and said, Hey, you know, remember me, I, this is what I'm doing now. Love right. to have coffee with you and see if I could support your patients. And he was like, mm, I, I try not to work with any patients or former, but I'm like, okay, then, you know, keep doling out your medicine. Right. <laughs> it's, it, it is, it's, That's it's crazy. fascinating. And again, it's, it, it is sad. It's, sad. It's, a, it's a mindset thing. So it, it's on you and me and everybody else in the functional medicine world to get the word out that there is an approach that works. Yes, there is. Now, where can people find you? People can find me at my website is juliemichelson.com. Um, actually easier than that. Cause my name is spelled wrong is jm.coach. And that actually would take you either to my website, to my podcast, to my social. I say my name is spelled wrong because there's no A in Michelson, which is confusing for people. <laughs> I'm all I'm all over the place. I okay. look at Google your autoimmune coach, I pop up. Um, but jm.coach is easy because it's a great avenue to take you everywhere well, you want to well, go. That was a good idea. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't mine. But I didn't I, know there I was like a dot coach available. Yeah, you'll have to check it out. Yeah, that's interesting. I got to listen to your podcast. Well, you have to come on my podcast. Oh, that'd be awesome. I won't swear on I promise not to swear on yours. I swear on mine because I am the rebel health coach. So I swear on mine. You can, the way you swear, you can swear I, on mine. I, I, you know, it, it, they're <laughs> intentional. I, I say that's for emphasis. <laughs> you know, I think the older I get to is, is, is I just get more like, okay, I'm just going to say the way I feel. Let's just be real. Yeah. Be real. Yeah. yeah. Just be, just do you. Exactly. Right. Like, that's the way to do it. That's the way to be healthy. Oh, <laughs> I am. I wouldn't want to get into my health right now. I've been stress bucket mode for the last couple of months. So it's just. I'm ready. I'm ready for a vacation. I'm going to take one in a couple of weeks because I need a break. Awesome. Well, we'll talk off air about what you can do between now and your vacation. I know, you know, I know <laughs> we did talk about sometimes. That's what my friend mentor and coach and, and says, she goes, Tom, what was the last time you did this? I'm like, mm -hmm. uh, it's been a couple of weeks and I have a yeah. great machine. So it's right here, over here, right next to my, in my office, it's called the Huzo. And I, 30 minutes of that. And it's like, it's just amazing. But, uh, you know, and she's like, when was the last time you did your huzo? I'm like, it's been a couple of weeks. She goes, why? I'm like, because I'm too stressed out. She goes, duh. <laughs> so, anyway, one question I have for all my guests that I asked, and it has nothing to do with autoimmune disease or what you do or what I do. But if, Julie had 
and 30 to 45 minutes just to chill out, relax, or dance, mm-hmm. what album artist would you put on to listen to? Oh, boy. Um, I'm a classic rock lover. Okay. So it's so funny. I mean, because I don't put on albums anymore. No. I put on playlists. <laughs> right. Um, I would say let's go old school. Probably Led Zeppelin. If I had to pick one. I'd go Zeppelin. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Stevie Wonder is one that I, I've been jamming on lately just because it's just so good, especially songs from the Key yeah. of Life, a double album. Uh, well, was, and I, I mean, again, he was just it, amazing. it depends on mood. I love all music and then I back it up, backtrack and uh, you, you will not find me self-selecting rap. Like that's the only one, but anything from classical to rock. One of my kids, when they, they took uh, history of rock and roll in high school, the teacher was like, how do you know all of these songs and artists? And they're like, my mom, like, <laughs> listening to and they go back because i my parents played music you know from from the 50s and 60s and so you know my daughter i it cracks me up my 22 year old will play sinatra i love it awesome yep i love it and plus you know think about it when we go back to that generation (laughs) they didn't have they only had three channels I'm laughing. You're using the word they, and I know you remember. <laughs> well, I, yeah, us. Right. Yeah. I remember three channels, but you know, but now we have what, 400, 700. I don't even know anymore. It's like, but I, and somebody was asking me about something on the news. Oh, is this it was something on the news? And I'm like, I, that's one thing I never turn on. If I turn my television on at all, is to watch a movie or a documentary, usually a movie, just to just to like let my brain go away. You know, documentaries require a little bit of brain work, but sometimes just a movie of with whoever's in it, just no plot. I don't. Well, even I have to have a plot. Well, it has to suck you in. But but I even have some of my clients as part of their stress management routine is old sitcoms. We'll watch old sip because I want to get them relaxing oh, yeah. and laughing. And so they're like, really? That's my homework is TV. I'm like, uh-huh. My best friend says to me, she says, well, I know you don't watch the news, but did you hear? And I laugh. I'm like, if something big happens, you can't hide from it. Like I, it's not, I don't live in a bubble. I just don't watch the right. news. It's a choice. Well, thank you for taking the time to come on today i appreciate you and i'm glad thank you for rescheduling yeah and you know i hope listeners don't be overwhelmed really just take one thing it's about up leveling and giving you some power take your power back yeah just start Thank you for joining in today with the Rebel Health Coach, Tom Underwood. And be sure to subscribe to the show so you can catch all the episodes. With desire and commitment, you can implement a lifestyle of wellness and fitness. For the support, encouragement, and tools you need to be successful, visit TomUnderwood.net.